You're listening to 1001 Album Club, where every episode we discuss a different album from Robert Emery's book, 1001 Albums You Must Hear Before You Die. He's a fine figure of a man and handsome too. With his eyes upon the secret places Alright, for this episode, we'll be talking about Elvis Costello, Blood and Chocolate. In the room, I have Rob, howdy, howdy, and John. How are you? And on the line, I have Ben. Hey. And Kyle. Hi there. Blood and Chocolate is the 11th studio album by the British rock singer and songwriter Elvis Costello, released in the UK on Demon Records. The producer was Nick Lowe and Colin Farley, and the genre is new wave, rock and roll, grunge, and post-punk. Yeah, I know. We'll talk about it. Uh, and I'm going to read from All Music Review, Stephen Thomas Irwine. Elvis Costello returned to the attractions as quickly as he abandoned them. Hiring the band and old producer Nick Lowe to record Blood and Chocolate, his second record in the span of one year. Where King of America was a stripped-down roots rock affair, Blood and Chocolate is a return to the harder rock of this year's model. Occasionally, there are hints of country and folk, but the majority of the album is straight-ahead rock and roll. The opener, uncomplicated, only has two chords. The main difference between the reunion and the attraction's earlier work is the tone. This year's model was tense and out of control, whereas Blood and Chocolate is controlled viciousness. Tokyo Storm Warning, I hope we're, you're happy now, and I want you are the nastiest songs he has ever recorded, both lyrically and musically. Cost- Costello snarls, the lyrics and the attractions bash out the chords. Blood and Chocolate doesn't retain that high level of energy throughout the record, however, and loses momentum towards the end of the album. Still, it's a lively and frequently compelling reunion, even if it is rather mean-spirited one. All right, what do we think of Elvis Costello, Blood and Chocolate? This is a great Elvis fucking record. record. Totally solid record. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I mean, every time I see one on our list, I'm like, oh, really? Another Elvis Costello one? And then I listen to it, I'm like, yeah, it's good though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and he's, he's got a little bit of new stuff going on on this album. He's doing some some weird sonic stuff. I don't know if it really adds to the songs, but it's it's new. It's we totally like, proto grunge. <sighs> oh my yeah, god! Let's, talk about the, let's, let's just the talk proto about grunge that. real quick. So yeah, I read that too. People were saying, "Oh, it's proto grunge." It, it brought in like grunge elements. Do you guys see that or no? I, no, I, I've, I've I can looked, see it a little bit. Like, to I've, be honest. I've, I've looked, I've tried. Like the only thing that I could think was maybe because uh, home is anywhere you hang your head uses the word misery. They think that like it, oh, no. it, like the soul asylum like connection with that. I, I was trying to picture that too, and I could see it a little bit on like Tokyo's storm warning. Just the, but it's so it has a little twee in it, which I think grunge got away from. You know. Yeah. I don't think I want you has any twee in it. Yeah. Yeah, but, but it also doesn't have any, like, big, dumb, post-punk guitar work. Like, th- this is, like, right. this, is, this is song craft. Th- this isn't stripping anything down or, like, knocking on, knocking down doors, you know? Like, yeah. It's, it's very good. No, it is. But, but I, I, yeah, I just, I, 
can, can someone who does know the grunge thing, can they just clue us in as to how this is? I don't know if any of us know the thing. I think that might no, be the, the last listen through. I was trying to listen for it. Um, yeah. And I can see I can see the spirit of it. If not, you know, like any kind of one to one. We were doing like a crazy horse album and we were talking how it was proto grunge. So I was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. This sounds like grunge. But Elvis Costello and the Tractions, in my ears, does not sound like any of the sound attributes that I associate with grunge. Mm-mm. Yeah, uh, this specifically Seattle scene for sure. Yeah, I thought Crimes of Paris sounded a little bit like a like a Pixies song. Does that count? <laughs> are the Pixies grunge I, now? Not really. No. no, Pixies are not grunge. Yeah. Okay. Strike was, it from the record. Yeah, I was trying to because grunge has those big guitars, overdriven, and they're usually ringing out. I mean, I could see, I guess, a little bit of the biting lyrics, mm-hmm. that sort of misery, revenge, that sort of like cadence. But it's a real far stretch for me. Yeah, yeah. you can't take the themes alone. I mean, yeah. grunge has a sound. Like, yeah, you well, know. And, I, I and, and oh. some of that sound is apathy. And I don't feel any apathy from Blood and Chocolate. Yeah, it's yeah. a pop. It's like a rock record that just like gets you moving. I yeah. mean, did, did anybody find like some Seattle artists from the '90s that were that quoting Blood and Chocolate, Blood and no. Chocolate was <laughs> no. like a uh, an influence? No. Like, hey. no, I don't know. I think maybe the argument is that someone in an article wrote that this was it. It felt of grunge. It felt like dirty and mean, but it but that using that term of art in an article does not make this grunge music. Yeah, which means that article was written like in 97 or 98 it, with no. a, with an eye looking backwards, not during. Well, well I don't, I both, both what I meant is that in 87, someone may have written an article saying this, you know, this album reeks of pain and misery and grunge. Like, uh, they like actually the, the, used the, the, the word grunge, right? The term of <laughs> just meaning dirt. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a reference by Will Birch, uh, who likened the record's sound to the grunge style at the at the time. It was of his time, and he said that Blood and Chocolate is six or eight years ahead of its time. I just don't, yeah, I don't get doesn't it. Doesn't make brash any sense. And, people also said it was brash and grungy. You know, I I just don't hear it. I, I hate it. I I I, I, I mean, it's angry. And <laughs> I hate that we're talking about. It. Yeah, yeah, but what? Yeah. Where <laughs> I don't even know where to stick this in. This is like another just. Uh, this is yeah, pop pop rock or not exactly, but it's it's Elvis Costello. No, I was just saying in <laughs> in the myriad of Elvis Costello records. Oh, I mean, know, man. they're so good. Yeah, I, but... yeah, I can't get over it. I mean, I... <laughs> there's too the... many of them, and they're too damn good. Damn yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, that's it's a it's a real problem. This is like... his eleventh. <laughs> yeah, I. I... I mean, just in the book, what do we got? This is like four or five. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We've covered, yeah, we've covered uh, My Aim is True. We've covered this year's model, uh, Imperial Bedroom, Armed Forces. This is at least the fifth one. This is the fifth one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. We're going to have at least one more. What? Yep. Did, really? he, get, did he get more, more than Bowie? He, no. Okay. Bowie's the most. In the Bowie's book. like seven or eight. Okay. So, yeah, just under it. But so, had good. any of you heard I Want You before this record? Oh yeah. yes, sadly no. I hadn't. It's it's I my have... favorite song on the album. It's a standout, right? It's real. Oh. It, oh yeah, yeah. It's the work of a sick man. Yeah, I like it. Oh man, <laughs> I love it. I used to play did... it 
all the time. I learned it on yeah. guitar. Nice. The, the two dissonant chord solo like gets me every time and is perfect for it. Um, I love the lyrics about how, I mean, he's constantly talking about how he wants this person. And then you realize that, no, he doesn't want this person. And it's a completely different spin on I want you. It's like, <laughs> tell me, tell me why he said he wanted you. Um, and instead, you know, it's mm-hmm. it, it, it's amazing. If you hear the Elvis Costello comment on the fact that a, a lot of people have been using this song as the opening dance for their wedding. <laughs> oh, no. wow. It's kind of like every breath you take, it's like people just, hmm? Or every, like born in the USA. <laughs> every breath you take is at least like poppy. Like I want you is like, it, it starts out like, ah, and then it's yeah. just fucking five minutes of like, darkness <laughs> like there's no there's, there's no rede- redemption in like the uh in, in like the tune at all did any of you check out the fiona apple he, he says Costello version? He, he says i humbly bow my head and can only wish those people a safe journey <laughs> yeah <laughs> no kyle i haven't uh looked at yeah the fiona, Apple. fiona apples perfect for it perfect she feels kind of like a the a female elvis costello if you will I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sure. I feel like no, I... the song craft is is kind of there. That's how I first heard that song and I mm-hmm. instantly I was like I love this song. No, I I love it. It's it's the it's like the shortest 6:45 you're ever going to hear. <laughs> <laughs> Do you was think anyone... it's intentionally a nod towards like uh she's so heavy? Oh, I hadn't considered that. Yeah. I mean, absolutely. The sort of twangy guitar that just stops in the middle. Very Beatles-esque thing mm. to do at that time. There's sure. a few Beatles nods on this record, definitely. Yeah, It does share, share half the title of She's So Heavy. You got anyone else uh, really into uh, I Hope You're Happy Now? Yes. Yep. Dude, that song is rollicking. And apparently... Uh, it was recorded at live volume, which it, it's just bleeding everywhere. And it sounds awesome. Like so, so much of this album and his other stuff, you know, is recorded at studio volume. But uh, for I Hope Your Aim is, uh, or sorry, for I Hope You're Happy Now, yeah, they just cranked it to, to like club volume and just cranked it out. I thought that was most of the record. Yeah, didn't they do most of the record not only at live volume, but also in, I guess, like at, at live or live-esque recording. It was all of them in the same room together. And then I could have like an orchestra misunderstood. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I could have misunderstood what I read. I thought it was uh, specifically that track. But it sounds, I mean, the album sounds good. I mean, it does have a little bit of that harsher edge as opposed to like a, pro- a full production where you're just taking it track by track. Yeah, it uh, has a little bleed over, but which, which I think is good. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, Dylan was doing that a lot towards the when he was going electric and having that bleed over is is good. Yeah, I mean, if you have a talented enough band that they can keep it together and and have those separate in good enough recording engineer in the space to kind of separate things out. Yeah, why you just, not? It's crank it up and hear yourselves in the monitors, right? Yeah, it's uh, one of the crucial ingredients to the wall of sound. It's bleed over. Mm-hmm. Get all the musicians in the room and put all the mics by them. Yeah. So when you have a, an, an intentional sonic choice like that, I mean, also one, I think just like the attractions and he had 
kind of an acrimonious relationship. Sure. So maybe it was good to just get them all together and knock it out. Yeah. Um, Weren't they just talking through the monitors at this point? Yeah, yeah. But Is uh, it because he left them for an album? Yeah. Were, 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 were they heard about that? I think like there was five some, years, I think. Yeah, there was some frustration there for sure. Five years? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it wouldn't be another, what, eight before they were... Yeah, what was it? He was uh, 86 is when they came back. But yeah, he... He was away from them for a while. Uh, Elvis Costello and the attractions are on Goodbye Cruel World in 84. And then after that is the greatest hits of Elvis Costello and the attractions. And then after that is King of America without the attractions. It's just the one record without him. Oh, okay. I think they just fucking hated each other. Well, there you go. Oh, I think I I misspoke. I think it was Nick Lowe, uh, his first reappearance in in five years. There you go. I, I was, I'm actually curious about that. Why, like, I, I think Nick Lowe is a good producer and he historically has done good Elvis Costello albums. But at this point of his career, Elvis Costello is a producer that people seek out. Why isn't he producing his records, his own records? Did, did he miss hanging out with Nick Lowe? Did he, did he, did one of them owe the other one a favor because they're just producing each other's things? I bet they just missed hanging out with each other to tell you the truth you're gonna get back some of that old razzle dazzle yeah well, and also if you're getting back with your band that hates you maybe it helps to have a third party kind of <laughs> get the game back together. <laughs> that's, exactly, that's yeah. a very good point yeah. that's a good point yeah Blood in chocolate. i hope you're satisfied with you And then speaking of personal choices and sonic choices, the thing that I kept hearing in this album that I didn't hear on other uh, Costello albums were these sort of interesting choices on how they're using the keyboards or synths, I guess. Just kind of like blasting out a, a blurp here or there randomly, mm-hmm. um, especially on like battered old bird. What, what did you guys think of that? I don't, I don't, I don't I, think I liked it. I think that's Elvis no. Costello doing those things himself. Like he's listed as playing an organ on top of the uh, actual keyboard player who's also playing organ. So I think that was just him coming in and being like, Gah. "All right." No wonder they fucking hate him. <laughs> You're working hard over there, and he just comes in and. Bram. <laughs> We're leaving that one in. That's the take. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love Elvis Costello. <laughs> re- re- regardless of his feelings about him, uh, Attractions drummer Pete Thomas, I think, is still Elvis Costello's drummer. Mm-hmm. Like, you you can dislike someone and work with them for like thirty five years. <laughs> they, they buried the hatchet, man. Like they they got I'm back sure. together. Yeah, just a uh, you know that was a uh, what seventy nine to uh, eighty six. Mm-hmm. of constant touring that's yeah is this that's is lot. this the last album of the first run of Elvis Costello and the attractions yes into like re- reunion tours or whatever uh till a record that comes out in the 90s not reunion okay based uh, all right full, like, yeah, okay yeah. I didn't I didn't realize that that this is uh because man yeah that's brilliant. Elvis Costello Elvis Costello is he's very very gifted but I think the attractions are such a great band they are I love the attractions 
Yeah, and that's the I believe that's the album we're gonna get is Brutal Youth, mm. and it has the attractions. So something's cool. going on. I mean, I <laughs> I feel like he. So we're covering five Elvis Costello or six Elvis Costello albums, and five of them are the ones. Five of them are five of the ones he did with the attractions. Yes. <laughs> Things yeah. that make you go, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm not that confused about it. They fucking slay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's, I, I think that's the lesson here is, you know, it's Elvis Costello because he's writing the songs, but there's you a good some band. chemistry. Yeah, yeah. Release the attractions version <laughs> of my aim is true, Elvis. <laughs> God oh, damn it. Seriously. Oh, I would love that. <laughs> Hmm. Looks like uh, Kato Reardon shows up at this album a couple times, and so does Jimmy Cliff. Huh. Ben, you brought up uh, I Hope You're Happy Now. Did you see that that was like the third or fourth time that they had recorded that song? Yeah. (laughs) And they just made it like less quote-unquote murderous? (laughs) (laughs) It seems like Elvis Costello needs to do that with several of his songs. He's like, so yeah, I toned down the murder, and then we had a pop hit. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, he is, I mean, I was talking about on the previous Elvis Costello, when I went to see them, um, I was kind of like, I was really impressed the first, you know, Earlier when I had seen Elvis Costello, but the last time a couple years ago, I was like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't know if I'd go see him again, but I think it, this, this album made me realize that he didn't have that biting tone. And I think it's just because he's older. He's more mature, but he didn't have the sort of like visceral, like snarl. snarl. (laughs) Yeah. The sort of like angry Elvis. He he was was standing behind him. Uh, it was not attractions. I mean, it was it was right. studio guns. Um, but I think it it was just something about it that you know he he wasn't playing those songs as if you know he really hated the person on the other end. It, it's just that he was he was playing them very well instead of uh, just getting a little little angry. I wanted that. Maybe he needed the attractions for the hate. I think so. Just making stink eye at everyone on stage. Singing, I want you directly at the bassist. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm looking at the personnel and the album credits for this record right now, and I just noticed that uh, aside from like electric guitar, vocals, uh, organ, Elvis Costello is credited with knives. I know. <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Gotta keep it fresh. Kershaw <laughs> plays the honey slides. Elvis Costello plays the knives. I'm just crawling around on the ground like a rattlesnake. <laughs> Gotta motivate the band. So, uh, did you nerds notice that uh, Warren Ellis had a comic book called Tokyo Storm Warning? I did. In 2003? I read it. Me neither. Yeah, what was, what was up with Tokyo Storm Warning? It, he says... Okay, the album uses Esperanto to list musical credits Nuda. in LP sides. Uh, the line in Tokyo Storm Warning, Japanese God Jesus robots telling teenage fortunes. That is that is a real thing. Yeah, refers to a real toy made by Bandai uh, that apparently is a robot. Yeah, I, I put a picture of it in yeah. the chat when we were talking. It's a... Um... <laughs> It's a little, yeah, that's a real thing. It's a little blue and white robot 
and it has a, a big crucifix in its hand. <laughs> and as far as I understand it, it kind of waves the crucifix back and forth. Okay. And depending on if it falls like over its heart or off of its heart, it lets you know if your boyfriend or girlfriend likes you. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's like, oh, I, you know, eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Jesus says I love you. <laughs> so it's like a magic eight ball uh-huh. with a cross. Yeah, but it's for like boyfriend, girlfriend or whatever relationships. It's it's a uh, it's a uh, they love me. They love me not. But in a robot mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. makes a crucifix and is called God, Jesus. robot. <laughs> <laughs> you guys also notice that Elvis uh, Costello credits himself as Napoleon Dynamite on this album. Mm-hmm. He's he's used that moniker before, right? In yeah, a couple I think things. he has. But on the cover, which he also designed. Uh, I think it has like the word Napoleon says, Dynamite on it, right? It's yeah. Napo Dyna. <laughs> yeah. It's like it's cut off, you know? Well, and that might be Esperanto for Napoleon Dynamite. I don't know. Well, it looks like it's, it's the painting is cropped mm-hmm. is what it looks like. I, I also read that the, you know, movie that had the same name was like, oh, no, we didn't. We didn't take that from Elvis Costello. And I was like, what? You did though. Bullshit. <laughs> like... <laughs> Seriously, just own up to it. Right, it couldn't have come from anywhere else. (laughs) Uh, uh, All right, this album peaked at number 16 on the UK album charts, number 84 on the Billboard 200. Uh, In the Village Voice annual Paz and Jop, I guess it's jazz and pop. (laughs) Yeah, the Paz and Jop. Critics poll for the year's best album, Blood and Chocolate, finished at number nine. So, yeah, okay, but not like number it, one hit it it didn't have it didn't have a hit in the united states i don't think well, were I mean, any the, of these songs on radio well the singles yeah. were like the tokyo song and was i want you the other single uh, yeah Man. i want you and tokyo storm warning were the singles they these didn't really hope they're happy now that's such a that song's like still like, like beatlesy and like yeah. during this time it seemed like a lot of people were rem- musically reminiscing about like British yeah. invasion jangly stuff. It seems like it seems like they could have gotten that song on the radio in the U- in the US. Yeah. Maybe that's, that's the grunge connection. Maybe he didn't want to have like a hip hop song on the radio. Oh, that's probably what it is. That's what that's why this is a grunge album. You fucking kill me now. <laughs> I, was, I was thinking of that song, uh, Hope You're Happy Now, and it really sounds kind of like uh no action. I mean it's really got that yeah that sword drive. Probably why I like it. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't believe they didn't do a single because yeah, if you liked, if you were really into that album and just hearing a new single that sounded like that other album, I would have absolutely picked up the entire record. Yeah. That's how Weezer it's, keeps going. Yep. <laughs> I thought it was Hot Topic t-shirt sales. But you can't seem to get it in your head. Oh, you can't sleep at night. And she haunts you when you go to Drink it down so you hang around and drown instead. Home isn't where it used to be. Home is uh, Ryan Prado of Pace Magazine said, uh, Hope You're Happy Now is Costello's 17th best song. He says it. A song so instantly gratifying and anthemic, I'm surprised it's impossible not to put it number one on this list. And he said, Costello's ability to talk shit about people with eloquence is second to none and put into striking 
uh, revelation spotlight here. Yeah. <laughs> for At least he's not getting is, racist. For someone who is not as prolific as Elvis Costello, saying something, oh yeah, that's like your 17th best song, is not <laughs> a compliment. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't make it to a, a greatest hits CD. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's like the... I mean, even like even like a band that that's like as prolific as like like Parliament. Like, oh yeah, that's like the seventeenth best Parliament song, though, you know. It's <laughs> like, fake praise. <laughs> Backhanded compliment a little bit. There's, there's, yeah. there's too many albums and they're too good. It's still my critique with Elvis Costello. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, Save some good songs for the rest of mankind. <laughs> let, me, let me listen to something else for once. <laughs> uh, does anybody feel like the reviewer, uh, the same with the reviewer, that kind of trails off a little? Yeah, it's, yeah. I felt a little less bit, yeah. energized at the end. Yeah, I mean, no, I agree. Out, I agree with that. Comes out swinging on uh, "Honey, You Straight or Blind." Like it's a it's a good rock number, like for track one, side two. But yeah, it, it for sure it peters a little bit. Mm-hmm. It just it gets more comfortable. It gets in the couch for me. Into the blue chair. Yeah, yeah into the blue yeah. chair. More traditional, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, not bad, but... Yeah. yeah, I think the first side is a lot more bold, for sure. Yeah, yeah the, the second side just ends with, like, the next time round fade out. Like, I, mean, I don't know. This, it, when you fade out as your last song, it makes me feel, like, I don't know. It, it feels unfinished for some really? reason. Yeah, yeah, I don't like the fade out. I like I like a song to end. <laughs> Wait, so it has to be Like, Radiohead's song? fade out? Yeah, I mean... Just no, that's a great general. song. I mean, it's a good song, but I don't know if you're saying it's the la- if the last song on an album fades. We still out. talking about Radiohead? No, <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about the next time round, the final song on this album. If the last song for my, if I'm just making my opinion, for the last song on an album, if it fades out, it feels unfinished. It feels like you're not drawing a close to the album. What if it is? What if it is like a fully thir- like thought through <laughs> conceptual fade out? If it's a thought through conceptual fade out instead of just a turn down of volume, yes. Okay. Then I'm into it. You know what I hate? This has only happened a few times in songs. When a song fades out, but then as it's fading out, you hear the band end the song. Oh, like yeah. It happens, it happens on that on that on that modern I think on like Dignified and Old on the Modern Lovers album yeah. or something. Like oh. it's fading out and like while it's fading out, they're like dun, dun, dun. That's embarrassing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think we need to go. Do we need to go around? Or? Uh, I'm neutral. Oh, okay. So yeah. let's go around. Neutral? Uh, yeah, man. Uh, I, uh, how do I how do I put this into into words? You'll understand. Um, it's half good. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> it, 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 it it's it's like a chewy it's like a chewy cookie. Okay. It's like it's not quite baked all the way through. Okay. Um, it, I mean, and there there are great songs on it, but like it it uh, I wouldn't recommend this to a stranger on the street who had never heard Elvis Costello before. I yeah. would say, oh, have you heard Blood and Chocolate? Are you, yeah. If you're an Elvis Costello fan. Like, so I can't in good conscience give it a give it a positive. And also on top of that, I think that this band is great, but they're way too many fucking of their albums for the genre mm. in the book. Okay. Um, and that's, that's you know, that, 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 that's me nitpicking. Like this is a great album. I just you know I I, I couldn't just rando, their fault. rando uh, on the I, street I, give give it a uh, like a yeah listen to this record listen yeah. to this, listen to my favorite Elvis Costello record Blood and Chocolate. It's a, it's not it's a non starter yeah. for me. You know. Okay. I, I feel I feel you, Rob, and I I feel very similarly, and 
and I know it sounds funny when I say my critique is he has too many albums and they're too good, but 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 actually, like I'm getting all this Costello fatigue over here, and I can't take it out on the album because they're good. <laughs> but it's just there's so there's so many of them. There's so many of them, and we just keep on listening to them. And there's a lot of stuff I'd like to be listening to these days. Yeah, and it's always nice to hear a great album. But oh man, I sometimes just like man. Can I just circle back later with the greatest hits or something? But but there's not enough songs to be able to cut off. To uh, so positive, you know, positive. <laughs> yeah. There's just too many of them, and they're too good. <laughs> yeah, I'm 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 agreeing with Ben on this one. Um, it's <laughs> it's just a lot of great stuff. Um, and there are some really good songs on here. Uh, I want you's amazing, but I also feel the the fatigue. I mean, how do you? It, I would want something different from Elvis Costello, but I probably wouldn't like it because then it wouldn't be what I like about Elvis Costello. <laughs> you know, if, if, if like if Elvis's Elvis Costello's trans, you know, like his album, you know, like the the Neil Young, if we Neil had Young. like a, a like a full on electro album or whatever of Elvis Costello, maybe I'd like it, maybe not, but it would be something different. Um, but mm-hmm. but that's not what we're getting, and this is what I like, and I like it, so I'm gonna say positive. But yeah, uh, if you want to hear his 17th best song, it's on this album. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think, Kyle? Yeah, I think uh, the first side might be my favorite side of an Elvis Costello record. Ooh, mm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I agree. Uh, the second the second half isn't as great. And I know that there's Elvis Costello fatigue, you know, listening to so many of these records, but I mean, to judge it on its own merits, I think it's a, a fantastic record. Yeah. And yeah. I think there's essential Elvis Costello songs in here. At least yeah. a few yeah. that you got to hear. Yeah, I think that would be my argument for a positive is, uncompl- I mean, even uncomplicated, I hope you're happy now. It's Tokyo Storm War. I mean, yeah, they're all good. I mean, they're all good songs. There's not a song on here that I was, uh, I was like, skip, please. Let's find the skip button or, uh, you know. Or that I would turn off, so that's a positive for me. Um, but yeah, I feel you guys. You know, it's kind of like, man, there's so many Elvis Costello records. Actually, this is his eleventh mm-hmm. album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah, which is crazy. I don't even understand yeah. how that's possible. Um, so maybe he has a little bit of that. Uh, what I used to call as like Ani DeFranco, like. Uh, release schedule where she just releases every song she's ever written oh, i call that mm. the guided by voices there you go schedule. guided by voices yeah <laughs> okay yes yeah, it that's has apt. that sort of like and people will say prolific but at the same time it's kind of like sometimes you need a little bit of editing to prolific sure but uh bring that curated? in curated yeah curated mm. i mean people write there are plenty of people like prince who will write like 200 songs and release 10. And then throw them in a vault. Yeah. <laughs> for, so, for we can, future so we can enjoy it for study. generations and generations. Um, so I get I get that. It's a little... It, it probably could have been like a blockbuster of an album or something like that. Um, but he was working on like I Hope You're Happy Now for I think several albums before this. He had that song mm-hmm. in his pocket. It's just finally... Just more murders. Yeah, <laughs> just had to murder some people and get it back. 
Till next time, Elvis Costello. <laughs> See you in four years. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next time we'll be talking about African Bimbada and the Soul Sonic Force, Planet Rock, the album. All right, thanks, y'all. I want you. I woke up and one of us was crying. I want you. You said, young man, I do believe you're dying. I want you. You need a second opinion As you seem to do these days I want you But you can look in my eyes And you can count the ways I want you Did you mean to tell me But seem to forget I want you, since when were you so generous and inarticulate? I want you, it's the stupid details that my heart is breaking for. It's the way your shoulders shake and what they're shaking for. I want you. Knowing that it knows you now After only guessing It's the thought of him undressing you Are you undressing?